episode of a little show I'm calling La Onda. Thank you guys for uh, making it. Uh, today I'm joined by the band uh, Sage Palomino. Hi guys, how are y'all? Hi. Hey, what's up, Craig? That is made up of uh, Sarah Langhel mm-hmm. and Bruno. Last name? What's your last it's name, Bruno? Bruno Amesiga. Amesiga? Amesiga, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate you making the time. Uh, no, thank you for having us. Uh, for sure. You guys are my second guest. This is a little project that we'll see how far it goes. And uh, right now I'm happy to how far it's going so far. So we'll see how it, how it does. But uh, oh, how, how was y'all's day? Good? Yeah, just went to work. Went to work? Bruno? Yeah, kept, kept busy today. Uh, rolled up on some projects. And, uh, you know, I uh, was just kind of uh, enjoying the weather today, actually. It was it beautiful, was really man. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I really only made it outside to go take the boys to school, but it was nice, man. Yeah, no, Sun was sure. out, it was warm. It was nice. Um, yeah. But guys, tell me a little bit about us, H. Palomino. How did you guys, uh, what, how, what was that inception like? How did y'all become a band? Uh, well, I was writing songs um, just to write them. I started doing open mic nights at a coffee shop here in San Antonio a couple of years ago. And um, I forgot how exactly, but I ended up putting out a post on Facebook um, just asking if anyone would want to join a band that I was kind of making, and Bruno responded. So nice. that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's where I take the next volley, right? And uh, <laughs> um, uh, Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for inviting us, Craig. Sure, like, sure. Really, really uh, pretty awesome project you got going here thanks man and i had been reading a little bit about it on the social media but um yeah basically what ended up happening is um i yeah just like sarah said she put the ad out i read it and um at that point i had actually been not playing with a band for like two years um i had been with this band diokis um that we played here in san antonio like pretty 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 oftenly uh, we're a cover band you know, uh, pretty strong individuals on on the uh, on all the uh, instruments and, and vocals and everything like that. And you know, it's one of those things where we were just actually just having fun, making money. You know, it was a cover band. Sure. You know what I mean. And um, we had done Fiesta a few years in a row. We did a Petite uh, Music Festival. Um, you know, played a lot of the bars downtown. Uh, on the Half Shell was still around. We did that plenty of times, and also. Um, did bottom bracket when I was I was still going, and um, we uh, just yeah came on our own. And uh, I, me and Paul, the lead singer from that band, had still been kind of playing like as a duo, but then you know life happens. Uh, yeah, you know he's got kids and he's got he's got to attend to like you know his his his, his duties and stuff like that. And you know and uh, so. It would come on, it would come off, and I was kind of like starting to think like, well, maybe I should start looking for somebody, and uh, that was like a month, and then like, yeah, I just saw Sarah, and I, I knew Sarah already, so yeah, I was like, it wasn't even like that hard, because we had known each other previous, yeah, we, we were mutual friends and stuff yeah. like that, so. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask uh, what made her post stand out, but if you guys already knew each other, that's already kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah. What, what can happen there. That's exactly what ended up happening, and I knew she um, played already with a group before, and you know, just had been singing like the uh, coffee, coffee shops and stuff like that through mutual friends taking us and, you know what I mean? Um, and well, everybody always knew that I was in a band, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of one of those things, you know? And um, yeah, like, like, so it wasn't like, you know, oh man, 
it's a total stranger. How do I present myself? It was actually very easy, very chillax. So there was already nice. that, 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 um, um, like that vibe, that vibe, that knowing, you know, mm-hmm. um, of each other. And, uh, really when it got together, I mean, there was still some things like, you know, the musical, um, dynamic between you yeah. as far as taste goes is yeah. pretty large. You Very I mean? different. I was uh, actually going to ask that. Yeah, <laughs> like, but where do y'all meet, and where do y'all divide as far as that musical taste? Um, I think where we meet is that we're willing to give like pretty much anything that sounds good a chance, yeah. and we'll listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to like, I think, like what you would call your origins of music or whatever, because yeah. always grows up with that one band or that one genre. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, for me, like my my initial music exposure was from my mom and grandmother you know i'm from el paso texas and um you would get all the music stations from juarez and so like we would listen to like juan gabriel and there'd be like miguel bose um you know all, all these like you know stars from that time you know but you know they also had like vicente fernandez and all that stuff mm-hmm. so my exposure to like music in english didn't come a little later um and uh that was through my cousins and, you know it was like you know, and I come from a large family, like you know, Mexican yeah, like American, most Mexican like, families. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what La Honda is there. Yeah, man, exactly, brother. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, some cousins they were the ones exposing me to hip hop. You know, others to alternative, and then mm-hmm. others had more like pop pop taste where you just couldn't avoid it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you had to listen to Madonna and yeah, the Michael Jackson, you know, Michael and Jackson, and yeah. all that stuff or whatever. So, but it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, yeah, there was a a time when like I started identifying myself with like metal music for sure. Okay. Like that's really where I kind of got my chops playing guitar. Because, uh, I mean, I, you know, I did high school, I mean, uh, not high school, like uh, music in elementary, middle, middle school. Did you ever record? A little bit of high school. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that time uh, I was in a band. No, I'm talking about like little, like the flute recorder thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just right with the recorder. So you've never yeah, right. seen the video? Yeah, yeah, it's right with the recorder. No. Sorry, there's no. <laughs> there's a. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about like. Uh, no, I know it's a very like, confusing. Yeah, the, the they need to change the name of that. No, it's true. But, um, <laughs> either way, yeah, we, we got uh, we got st- we get started with the recorder. Eventually, I did brass. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Did a little bit of uh, symphony and stuff like that. Do you still play uh, like brass instruments? I I I'm out of practice, but I if I give it like a few months, I could hold my own with like a line, but not like any sort of virtuoso. What did you so, play? Like I did, uh, I started with trumpet. But, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, then I did kind of like jazz band as well. So I did trombone. They let me play some tuba for a little bit, you know. Oh man, that's awesome! Band as well, so I got I got a good exposure to that that music. But then, uh, come high school, I shifted my um, focus to art because I was always able to draw and I was, yeah, I was yeah. doing it and painting Bruno's and stuff awesome. like that. So. Yeah, I did a little um, bit of an Instagram stalking and saw all the stuff you do, man. You do great, <laughs> oh, great thank work. You, thank yeah, you, thank <laughs> you. and um, I kind of wanted to focus on that, and so I, but I still had that like. I want to play music, so yeah. just like anybody, I started riffing around with the guitar in high school. Mm-hmm. Never really took it serious enough. I just knew like where everything was. But then once I came to Central Texas, I, I started taking it a little more serious and noticed that like, oh man, I can, I can kind of make this happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing big. Like, yeah. Really, my 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 goals are just kind of being able to get out there, play make a little bit of money on the side, do some promotion, and then move on for the next venture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for me to say that, like, I'm waiting to make it big or anything like that, like, that's never been my goal. Like, I think really what I like doing is making sure that the, uh, 
product that I'm bringing out once I am doing music um, kind of reflects just kind of like my art, just something that people can curate on their own in their minds, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, and, and make their own interpretation and bring it out. And that was all a cultivation of music and art, you know what I mean? And so once I ended up like kind of getting through my little metal phase and talking about this band, Yokis, is that with the cover band, that's what got me to, I think, be able to start playing with Sarah. Mm -hmm. Because if not, I'd still just be kind of like dime bag daryling, you know? yeah, like like the, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, but no, there I was forced to, and I say forced in the most loving way because it really opened me up and my ability a lot. Uh, playing country, which is something I would have never played, you know, what I mean? yeah. playing cumbias, playing, um, you know, some uh, some of the slow jams, you know, yeah. uh, even some, um, you know. Uh, Cure covers and and Depeche Mode covers and stuff yeah. like that. So I had to broaden up my range, but that was the first band I was actually making money with. So I was all like, "Okay, I better learn this." Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. yeah, this is how you know I threw it back to Sarah in the sense that like, you know that that opened me up to be able to also adapt to her musical likes and taste. You know what I mean? And, and the ability that, you know, I wasn't closing myself up and saying like, "Oh, I do distortion." And, yeah drop d's you know but, yeah so yeah and and i i like what sarah listens to a lot you know and one of her bigger bigger influences is uh as i handed off to her is the brian's jonestown massacre oh, that's yeah. totally where yeah. i get <laughs> a lot of like okay this is why i kind of need to do some of the moves with the band so yeah i wish we would have discovered brian's jonestown massacre earlier they're a great band uh, oh, yeah. i have a buddy julian at work that was all about them and yeah they're they're great yeah. Um, like tell it. me a little bit about your musical taste. What got you into music when you were, were you, did your parents listen to music? Or? Um, yeah, we grew up with a lot of golden oldies okay. and um, a lot of the Doors and the Beatles a lot. And um, my mom used to sing when she was younger. And so we were actually in choir for, um, let's see, I was in choir basically from like fifth grade to senior year in high school. Um, so I like to say I'm a little bit more classically trained and then I took piano lessons um kindergarten to eighth grade so uh, I know how to read music or I learned how to read music and kind of that's where I learned how to write music I guess and then um I don't know why I started doing the open mic nights um but yeah I really like to listen to the growlers and Brian Jonestown Massacre a lot and I think that those two bands were a really big influence on me just because uh, especially with Brian Jonestown Massacre they they do every single genre of yeah. music it seems that you can think of all types of different instruments and I really like that they can do that mm -hmm. that one album will be a certain sound and then the next album will be completely different yeah. instruments and sound and I think that's kind of the direction that we're moving to now is uh, we used to be like a kind of country kind of rock and roll alternative singing songs about the summer and now we're kind of branching off into this yeah we're we're trying to um and from what i can listen to you guys music has a lot of different elements like you right from the beginning it started off very you know i mean i'm very i'm almost saying there's like grassroots it's just you like in the tambourine yeah. and the guitar mm -hmm. and you know folky you know country yeah. influence and that kind of stuff and um you mentioned you're classically trained, and I was talking to Sabrina earlier. I was like, what? I'm trying to figure out how to describe Sarah Singh. It's just like she's very classical style, like, you know, and you can tell that. It's just like the way you, 
you know, sing your notes and your breathing and all that. Like you can tell it's there. Like yeah. which it which makes a lot of sense now that you were in choir for yeah, a lot of your breathe. youth and yeah, all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it's uh it's nice. I don't think I would be in a band um had I not learned how to sing in front of other people. I guess that's when I got my first exposure to sing singing in front of a live audience was because of choir. Mm-hmm. Um never thought about that actually. Way to go, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Hey, man. No, that's, I mean, that's something that I think after so much and when you're young and you really think about, oh, you know, we have an after-school band or a choir concert or we're going to go compete. and that, Like, at the moment, you don't really focus on the audience because, like, you're actually kind of doing it for school and yeah. grades kind of part of it. Teachers off like to that. the side looking at you, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. If not, it's going to be more scales when you get back. It's yeah, exactly. Like, not until we get those ones, you know. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you no, know, like, I, 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 Sarah brings up a good point where that was a little more on the easy side to get up in front of people because it was just something, like, you know, I we did, you know, since we were in, in, in school. So I, 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 I do agree that it's one of those things that's like the hardest to really get up on stage and perform in front of people. And, you know, like to me, when it comes down to musicians, um, you know, of course I have conversations with friends, you know, candidly here. I may say genre sucks or this, this mm-hmm. or the other, you know what I mean? But I'm allowed to have an opinion and sometimes <laughs> I, have, I have my opinions. But yeah, man. I think at the end of the day, what I do respect about anybody who's out there being either a musician you know, even actor, you know, somebody who's willing to present themselves in front of somebody, uh, I give them applause because they had the courage to actually step up there and do it. Yeah. And I think that's half sometimes of the psyche of the performance is breaking that boundary of seeing people in front of you and just letting go. Yeah. After that, I mean, we can talk talent, ability, you know, skill, whatever. That's like, you know, another percentage of it. But yeah, that first being able to really just stay up, stand up there, and, and, you know, like... Expressing I, yourself. Yeah, express yourself. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I think it, it, it's one of those things that takes practice within practice, because they always tell you, practice your instrument, practice, you know, this, mm-hmm. practice, you know, that, practice your music theory, you know. But also, you don't get the practice of actually standing up in front of people. And no. believe it or not, you can Unless actually... You do it. Those nerves will always be there, but your body learns how to... Um, you know, cope with them, and, mm-hmm. you know, you learn how to, like, you know, because, like, I mean, my thing is, is, like, to me, for me to say that, you know, I don't get nervous anymore when I get up on stage, that's, like, you know, that's that's false. Claim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always get nervous, but within the experience that I have now since I was young, like, I know how to make myself, you know, go up there and really mo- most, mo- more than anything, focus on the entertainment that the audience is there to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's at the end of the day what we do as as performers. You know what I mean? Is we're trying to give off a vibe that we feel and we we put off. You know, and trying and to make I, others resonate with it. You exactly. Know? And 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 Sarah, I think her lyric writing, the structure uh, that she uses for her vocals and stuff, really fills a lot. Or even at that with the earlier stuff. And I mean, it still does fills a lot of the component for what the song is because it has a lot of melody. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a lot of. Uh, um, um, tempo changes and some key changes sometimes she's not aware of it but the thing that's what i like about it is that there there's a a sense of emotional writing yeah. whether it's you know classically trained musician or you know because sometimes you know people say oh like oh well you know music you go at it you know with you already know how to do it and sometimes 
the fun part is doing it without any sort of bound or constraint. And mm-hmm. that's what I liked about what I was doing with Sarah and the, um, um, what do I call it? Like reciprocal we were building. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, cumbias have their laws. So mm-hmm. does Tejano. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it's cool to stay tight with them because there's the kind of genres that like, you know, people dance to and mm-hmm. you need to have everything already figured out as a musician, like, you know, but with Sarah, I felt like even though we were, I kind of like had already brandished that, like we were going into like a folksy kind of feel for the, that's for that first project for the everyday here summer project. I, I was like, Oh, well I can do this. Like, you know, I can just blend the folk stuff that I know, you mm-hmm. know, whether it be like the Americana or the corridos, mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, and just kind of blend it to be what her vocal needs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and mean, the cool thing about it is, I mean, even though there are those, like, laws, you said, those constraints yeah. to genres or disciplines or classical disciplines, I think, like, yeah. you, it's almost like you honor those things because you know they're there, but you still, you try to see where the boundaries are. What can you push? What can fit with something else that exactly. typically isn't, you know, the, exactly. the go-to, which... Yeah, which a lot of, a lot of things ahead. don't yeah. work, but... Um, Sometimes it's kind of like those failures are there for the reason that, you know, they tell you to take another route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, man, that was something that uh, you guys mentioned earlier that I wanted to touch on, but it escaped me. We, I got engaged so much in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, the, I mean, that's that's awesome. I love, love hearing what you guys uh, have come from and how this kind of melded to what you guys have now. Um, as far as... Uh, how long have you guys been playing together? I know you guys. I've I've seen you guys have been active for quite a few years. It feels like now, two, yeah. three years, four years. It's been like I, I think three, we're going three and a half, three and a half, something like that going on uh, four, if not four, but going yeah, on four. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, something like that. Um, it, it it's it's been a little bit of a journey. Yeah, uh, it really has been because uh, you know, I don't know. I never had it in my conscious whether this band was going to last or not. It was just yeah. one of those things where we ended up setting, uh, you know, just a program to practice. Sarah committed, you know, I committed, you know, um, she comes over to the, my studio, like, you know, every every week, you know, without fail, you know, has uh, material, has, uh, you know, um, all these uh, just ideas that I'm able to work with as well. And it, 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 it's awesome because, like, it makes um, the work part of it, you know? Because that's really what it is. We're just putting in a bunch of work. When mm-hmm. I, but it doesn't feel like it because we're engaged in the fact that we're trying to make something that, like, not only will influence us and, and make us be, you know, better musicians, but also see whether we can make it to where people are also responding. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was easier, you know. Of course, sometimes these conversations nowadays are going to have to take that curve, is that it was a lot easier, obviously, with COVID because we were doing live performances. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? We were really doing a lot, a lot of... We were getting pretty pretty good, pretty good, you know. Yeah, we some were getting some yeah. around town yeah. and stuff like that. And it was, it was, you know, we did some some gigs in Austin. and Nice. You know what I mean? Um, It, it was it was really fun. And, and uh, we kind of had always put recording... As like an afterthought, yeah, or if like somebody was like, oh, what's because, you know, so I said playlist or, you know what I mean? It would be like, oh, okay. Like, all right, just bust out something. I tried to take out my recording skills at that time and, you know, that's not where I was kind of focused on, you know what I mean? I was Mm -hmm. focused on, 
making sure you get this live show right. Of course, COVID hits, right? We, yeah. We did get some so shows canceled. Yeah. Just like one, maybe, but it was the one good one. Yeah, yeah it they was were a, probably yeah, looking forward to. We yeah. were, we were gaining some momentum. Yeah, it was a first Friday there. one actually yeah. down at down at oh, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was going to be a good one in Blue Star actually. Yeah, we were oh, going to nice. play Blue Star. So that that was um that was going to be pretty awesome. You know, they gave us a chance to. We had played there couple of times already and they were always very welcoming very yeah nice they were there, very you know receptive I mean? but so, this one was going to be a um, and a so bigger... yeah they had gotten us for a first friday and uh yeah everything just kind of took a halt mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and so we kind of needed to shift our gears on how we were going to start presenting ourselves because obviously mm-hmm. live was just not gonna know, happen, not gonna happen. Yeah, for a while yeah you know and then you know, there's live feeds and there's things like that. But right now, you know, everybody with the experience just kind of was like, I figured they're doing one thing that, like, most people do in times of, like, retreat is put your headphones on and you start listening to music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I really started focusing on recording and uh, just doing some, you know, very guerrilla style, like, mixing and mastering. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. to kind of get the product out there yeah. and keep people knowing that we're um, still doing it. You know, yeah, you're we still have actively interest. working on it. Yeah, know? exactly. So I've actually had to change my craft a little and learn that backside of it. You know, and by by no means am I like the greatest at it because I still have a lot to learn. And for those people that are engineers and mix and master, you know, they they do a lot for the presentation of the music. I mean, the essence is already there. You have a good band, you have a good song, everything recorded is there. But you know the it polishes Sprinkle, it, you know? Yeah, of, of knowledge that they put on there with the frequencies and everything and just, you know, exciting certain parts of the music and making mm-hmm. it, you know, giving it that production value is really what makes a change to when you hear it, you know, in the stereo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you gone and seen your favorite band play that one song you really liked off that CD, but sometimes it was a little faster. Yeah. It just seemed like it just didn't sound like it was... Yeah, like they like, say hey, nowadays, like it slaps like in the CD. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, slaps. Didn't hear the bass as much in the mix and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. Like, now that's live, it's like I feel like too much bass, and I don't hear the guitar that I'm usually hearing. Yeah, you know. But that's you know, the people like 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 in the Wizard of Oz. You know, they're the people behind the curtain. Yeah, you know, and and you know they're moving the switches and knobs. And at first, I just didn't know. You know, I just figured you recorded something, put it together, and see you later. You know what I mean? But, no, it became one of those things where, like, through a little bit of, uh, you know, mentoring through some of, uh, you know, my homies with, you know, Diokis that, like, you know, were there before because they knew what couple of them went to school for that. and You know what I mean? Just listening whenever they were talking about it, when we were with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of, like, started giving me the construction mentality of, of, of just saying, like, well, I'm really passionate about the stage Palomino music. Mm-hmm. And I really want to present it to people because I think... Um, you know, what, what we're presenting is a good, you know, and, and I put this in very lightly, you know, very good, a tone of escapism, you know, for people to go, you know, both Sarah and I are artists, you know what I mean? We, we try to create a certain moods with our songs and certain, uh, feels. And so it's one of those things where like, I, I didn't know how much, you know, sliding knobs and twirling this <laughs> and twirling that it took to get it to sound like. You're in a live performance or something, getting it to sound like a CD that's out there right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so far, I've, I've been doing pretty all right. I'm getting He's out come some a demo, long style, way. demo yeah. side of stuff or whatever. And, and that's also been 
I mean, of the fun of the journey. Yeah, I was, I've been going through all of your, your catalog, what you have on SoundCloud, and you can tell from the beginning until now that you know that you've been spending your time working on honing that in. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and it, and what makes it easier though is uh, working with Sarah. Um, you know, let me get into a little bit of, about the craft and the process on how we do it. Is that Sarah presents basically a vocal skeleton to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um, you know she'll do it a cappella a couple of times. And then um, she'll tell me, this is what I got, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I imagine. And uh, really what I'll do is from there I'll take over the arrangement. You know, I'll, I'll start layering the, you know, um, guitars or whatever it needs to, to, to be on there as far as um, chorus and verses, uh, breakdowns for like solos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's really nice to have somebody that already has a vision. Yeah. You know, um, I've been... And, you know, a lot of respect to all the dudes I've always played with. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I can't lie that there hasn't been times that it's been practiced where there's five dudes sitting there, all their instruments. All right, let's come up with a song. Mm, like nothing to bring. Like essentially to start. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. like, oh, what, what about this? You know, and you got Like five that's op- when it starts. <laughs> yeah, and then you have like five opinions. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'll, I'll send somebody to be like, nah, that sounds like too much like that band you like. And, you know, they're no. probably haters of that band. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just... No, you're There's right. Just if you, a lot of opinions going around. You yeah, know, if you, you know, come already with something like a structure, it's like, yeah. hey, let's build off this, and then you know, at least it's not being stopped in the middle of the process. Right, right, and that's one of the things I liked about uh, Diokis, um, was that since we were a cover band, like the material already existed, we just we just gave it flavor. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, in the band's trajectory, we managed to write like maybe two originals, but that <laughs> was six years. You know, like wow, man. Yeah. Uh, with like I said, three, three and a half, two and a half, three three years that I'm coming with Sarah, uh, we've done over like 12, um, you know, 13, yeah. something like that. And, kind of good um, solid, uh, yeah. And it's been, it's lineup. been fun because, um, I've been able to use skills that I haven't had a chance to uh, show before that I, I, I knew always kind of had, you know what I mean? Like as far as, uh, arranging and that's where this part is coming in is that like, this is kind of one of the first times that I took a little bit of, um, uh, dip in the water, without Sarah, and I had written a song, you know what I mean? I wrote the foundation and everything, because usually, like I said, she presents the vocals, and, you know, I start layering everything out around. Uh, this time around, um, you know, I wrote an arrangement. I'm really big fan of oldies and, you know, Sunday afternoons. Same here, dude, whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? The cruising so, classics. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> in El Paso, I just remember, like, that was either, like, in La Pulga, yeah. you know, you were doing that, you are at the park, or even at the family, you know, but the... There's a station where the, the Fox, and, uh, you know, every Sunday they have the all these jukebox, and they play them all. Yeah, little, dude. Little Drona Familia. Yeah, yeah. You know, they play it, play everything. And um, so with, with this one, I kind of had a little bit of a, of a vision in the sense that I wanted to give, like, a note to that. And, um, um, yeah, I ended up just kind of borrowing elements from a lot of these songs that I like, like... Uh, uh, this is Santo for a West Side Antonio. Serenade? Yes, for a yes. West Side Serenade. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I took a, bar a lot of elements from, like, uh, Santo and Johnny, a lot of Richie Valance. Yeah, you can tell. You know, a lot of, there, um, yeah. um, just, um, you know, um, people that, like, I would listen to when I was young and be like, oh, okay, I, I hear that, you know, yeah. I, feel, I feel that or whatever. And, um, and uh, you know, like, a little bit about Buddy Holly in there, you know, just kind of, like, just trying to, Make things happen, you know, um, make sure to, like, not step on any lines, obviously. But at the same time, just 
show my love for that genre. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But also bring it with a little bit of flair and taste and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I presented it to Sarah, and that's where it became something else. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, she came back to me with the lyrics, and I was kind of like, oh, my God. Okay. This is gonna happen, yeah. you know. Like this is totally gonna happen, and so um, you so know, did it change like, your vision a little bit from uh, what you had? No, no, no. Actually, it, it complemented it very well um, because there was no like lyrical restructuring or changing. Like everything mm-hmm. she actually brought to me dry, I put on there. Like yeah. I, I really didn't, you know. It was just so like sound beat, and that was what I was gonna get into. Is that. Uh, not only uh, is Sarah able to like you know perform like you know these physical singing abilities and stuff like that, but I also think the caliber of her lyricism is what also keeps this band you know running. Is that there's um, a sense of you know um, like I said a uh, um, give and take with Sarah's writing like. I can imagine myself in that situation, you know, like whether I'm a dude or a girl mm-hmm. or something, you know. And I know, not to, not to be a jerk to my own band or anything, like sometimes the songs can be a little girly, but it's okay because I have fun with them. But that's a part of it is that, like, you know, we feel sometimes vulnerable and you need to, like, you know, mm-hmm. accept those things and for what the reality that they are. And so I, I think with West Side Serenade, she was able to, you know, conjure in or vessel an emotion that, like, not only serviced the song, but, you know, it, it inspired a lot with, like, you know, Nancy Sinatra kind of singing style when she goes at it, you know. Mm-hmm. The Spanish part, I like, because, like, it reminds me a lot of, like, Connie Francis. Or you guys yeah. Know Connie Francis. I don't. She, no, no, no. But I do love the Spanish awesome. that you put in there. And, uh, you know what I mean? And, and and really, like, it was, like, you know, also my... my um, part of it was also my love for, like... You know, I've been living here in San Antonio for 10 years now, and I uh, really, 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 really love that. West Side horn sound. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, Sunny man. Zuna, yeah, the Sunny and the Yeah. Yeah, and the Sunliners. Uh, you know, like all those cats, man. The Royal and, Jesters, know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And uh, playing with Yokis, I got to see some of these individuals as well. I mean, okay. I didn't get to see the bands at the iterations, but you get to see band members. Or, yeah. You know, they'd come up to me, hey, yeah, so and so, oh, hey, those Flaco Jimenez. Or, like, yeah. Oh, there's Jamerera. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of like one of those things where, like, you know, when I came to San Antonio, like, I, 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 I love this city, you know what I mean? Like, I fell in love with the culture. It's very close to El Paso, you know, as far as, like, you know, being um, just accessible, you know, for, for Mexican-American culture, being able to, like, not only that, but it, uh, it also being diverse enough to where you can learn something new, learn something different, you know, El Paso which I love my hometown, you know, it's 99% Mexican-American, you know, and, and Mexicans that come in, and, and it's beautiful, and I love it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I go pretty much every year, you know what I mean? But my thing is, is that uh, San Antonio has, I don't know, has always had this magic for me, you know what I mean? That, like, I figured, like, I can write a song and kind of put a tribute to my hometown, but to San Antonio as yeah. well, and, you know, hopefully kind of put it together. And so that really has helped me to make sure that the, band is maturing with the writing that we're doing yeah no that's awesome i mean i i love that you have already a love for the city after being here 10 years i mean i've only know this city because i was born here and you know i I love the rich culture that it has you know it's got so much from not only the the mexican influence but you know we wouldn't have the conjuntos and all that without the germans Germans, coming over and bringing over the accordions Mm -hmm. and you know and having all the the polkas that turn into what they are now and uh it's just all it's there's just so much history too like with all the like the bands you mentioned like the like Sunny Ozunas and the yeah. Royal Jesters like when 
they started that was still during when there was you know so much prejudice against you know Hispanics exactly. and Mexicans Americans so they didn't get the national you know notoriety that they could have you exactly. know so they they have a very strong influence here and that's why I think it still sticks so much and and, and I mean if you really listen to the records and some of the older stuff they 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 are comparable to Motown. They yeah, are. Yeah. Yep. And they got the a lot quality, of that same soul. The, and, yeah. the musicianship and everything like that. But you're right, you know, uh, everybody was going through their battles back mm-hmm. in that time. You know what I mean? Uh, my my uh, girlfriend's parents, you know, uh, they 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 are uh, were teachers, uh, you know, for the longest time. But, you know, they went to school in UTEP when, you know, like they had the first, you know, black basketball team and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it, people don't understand that sometimes, you know, even just having a job as a teacher was hard back then as a Mexican-American, you know, where now it's kind of like sometimes a little bit trivial, you know what I mean? I'm not saying anything yeah. about teachers or anything like that. But, no, no, it's, you it's know, different. It's different, you know what I mean? Like having because, a Mr. Martinez back then was different than Mr. Exactly. Martinez now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's There's totally like eight true. Mr. Martinez now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all those individuals are, are trailblazers for us to be able to be doing what we love and what we enjoy more than anything, you know what I mean? And so it's it's one of those things that I, I always try to give credit where credit's due, especially within my, my history and my, my knowledge right. of what's around here. Because know? to have these guys that did this back then during all this, you know, yeah, even more, I mean, I think we still hear about, you know, prejudices now, but to imagine it back then and for them to still be trying to give it the 110% that you can tell that they were, you know. Exactly. It's not like they were being brought down to the point where they weren't doing it at all. Exactly. You know, they still kept going. They still did it. They still did it for their their people, if anything. For sure. And, and you know, now we have, like, this this rich, you know, archive of music that mm-hmm. exists uh, from the San Antonio era. You know what I mean? And, I mean, even just a lot of the people that have come through here, you know, Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, um, what's, his, what's his name? El Gato, El Gato Negro. Ruben, oh, uh, Ruben Ramos, Ramos yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he would always be faring up in the air like that or whatever, and mm-hmm. and so it, it's one of those things that like yeah, it just shows you that like you know San Antonio is this like awesome crossroads of culture and you know um, history, and uh, it 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 was really one of the things that like inspired me to kind of like you know uh, be a little more conscious about like you know where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think we've all had that chance to kind of focus on that too, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and San Antonio is awesome, man. I can't, I can't stop saying enough about it. I appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate yeah. it, yeah. Uh, Sarah. So uh, Bruno mentioned that you come like which is like with vocal melodies. So do you, do you, are you working on that all the time? Do you when you do them at, at home and you bring them, are you working it out on the piano? Or are you just singing? Is it? Oh uh, well, I start out with the piano i had to download the piano app on my phone actually because (laughs) (laughs) because when i used to live with my parents they have a piano so that's where i would write music but now i have the piano app and it's really awesome we need to get you a piano i know (laughs) or at least a keyboard at least a keyboard (laughs) (laughs) um so i think i'm better at expressing myself with like writing out words i really need to think about what i want to say and how i want to say it because if i just start out dry it all just spills out ruin it yeah and it just kind of i don't know i need to concentrate more um like on what i want to say so when i start writing a song i'll usually just write like a journal entry like what am i what am i writing about i'll usually have an idea or i have a lot of journals at my house um that i just write different lyrics or different little like notes or um, melodies and i also have a an app on my phone like a recorder app Mm -hmm. that uh every time 
I get a new melody in my head or something, I'll just record myself real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, I, I just try to write out, I guess, my feelings in a way where like other people can relate to it or just my take on my feelings, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, Are you worried at all about what other people interpret what you're writing at? No, yes, no, because I know that everybody at some point may feel that way. And mm-hmm. if they don't, well, here's what I felt, mm-hmm. you know. And um, the only thing that we, Bruno and I, don't write about in our lyrics is anything political. Because mm-hmm. um, we don't we don't want to go down that alley. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that I just like to write. And I like to write stories. And so that's what the first project for the Everyday Here is Summer for Sage Palomino was about. Where um, my stories and my experiences in Austin during the summer along the rivers and growing up in Texas, floating the rivers, um, and yeah, that's right on. Yeah, I mean the rivers are very inspiring. I, I mean, I've never been to other uh, states that have them. But I know with they're a big thing here, you know. Yeah. And I think when you're there, you just you're you're away from everything else. Yeah, it was yeah. a wonderful time um, in my life, and I'm glad that I got to uh, express myself through lyrics that have to do with that time. And it's definitely a life that I acknowledge and treasure. Um, and then I think that. Sage Palomino now we have a new kind of sound we're focusing on more um like a different theme arrangements yeah different arrangements and Bruno was saying that he he did actually present me a song for the the first time and it was awesome because I was like oh my god I get to write lyrics to, to Bruno's music <laughs> yeah nice and um I love it I think Bruno's really talented and I'm really lucky to have him as a bandmate um, it really surprised me when he messaged me on Facebook in response to my post. I was like, oh, my God, Bruno, sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, I remember our first practice, I was really nervous. And um, because I, I already had, like, this whole idea, this whole thing. And then Bruno and I sort of knew each other, kind of. And uh, it was definitely interesting at first. We got to just talking about our goals as a band, at what we wanted out of the band and um, what kind of sound we were going for what are our musical influences and I think since we come from different musical backgrounds um, we've been able to actually like give each other different ideas and somehow put them together and then it's kind of like a pull we, we compromise a lot we yeah. we talk about what what our vision is and when with West Side Serenade uh, Bruno presented it to me and I wrote part of it and when I presented it to him he was like ah go a little bit more cynical (laughs) 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 um but we we can talk about that I'm really lucky that we can talk about things like that like bounce ideas off of each other what do we want out of the song like what are we trying to say what are we what are we trying to sound like it's it's really awesome to have a bandmate that I can do that with nice that's cool that uh I mean, I think it's very telling, especially for people that are really trying to work together. You guys are working together as a band to when you have differences when it comes to music that it doesn't divide you. You know, you yeah. kind of try to learn from each other. And I'd, maybe there's the deep message in there about how just all of us, I think we're so worried about what how different we are from each other. But there's, I think there's definitely something there in any time that there's a difference or yeah. conflict or whatever. Like, what, what can we learn from that? What I, can I we? think there's a, there's a, a necess- necessity in conflict. In oh, the for creative sure. world, mm-hmm. because if everybody just agreed, I really feel like there wouldn't have 
the projects wouldn't have that like emotional presence that people like for them to have that mm -hmm. you know feel of like humanity you know and 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 um like that to me um is what kind of that you need you know um just to say though sarah and i like uh we hardly disagree on anything actually it's been yeah, kind of weird know. you know yeah. okay. uh we usually kind of just present i come back we add this we add there and we we grow for it um mostly because um like like sarah says we do talk a lot we plan we uh you know discuss what what you know her vision is before we do any sort of um you know um guitars in the back or anything like that we'll we'll make sure that like we have a at least a clear line of what we're going you know uh, whether it be the vocal melodies sometimes she'll present them you know a little country sometimes she'll present them a little rock and roll mm -hmm. you know so then it's up to me to kind of you know meet that line in the middle and make sure that rides and um just as nerve-wracking as you know, uh, vocals and lyrics can be, sometimes that's also the same thing with the presentation of a rhythm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or, or a stride in the in the musical sensibility. But um, no, uh, Sarah and I work great in that capacity. There's hardly, if, if we know it doesn't work, we both know it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And we just like put that aside for another time or, you know, we'll, we'll always try to recycle an idea. You know what I mean? I, I feel like, we don't ever really have bad ideas. We just got to kind of move them around. Mm -hmm. And um, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, the, the first uh, practice we had, I did kind of catch Sarah a little bit off guard because I was all like, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready to come in and be, like, sing and, you know, pull a Freddie Mercury or something. Yeah. But my thing is, is that, like, I already knew she could sing. I already knew, you know what I mean, that she had the the uh, musical ability to get this done what i what i kind of was trying to find was um individual that i could you know um work with. build plans and work with and that's and you know that's mm -hmm. that's the thing about it is that like this is the first time where like i was mentioning earlier a lot of the magic that has happened here has just been that we've been putting in the work for it mm -hmm. we've been putting mm -hmm. in the hours you know um i've i'm always a big fan of talent and, and virtuosoness and everything like that but the thing is is that you know, sometimes when the work's not there, it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and to me, that's been the main difference with Sage Palomino is the consistency of the band and, you know, the, f the fact that we can have that flexibility between Sarah and I. You know, some people are not that fortunate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some people have to work jobs. You know, I know some musicians that are super passionate and work two jobs and still do the music thing. And I was kind of like, oh, I good for you. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it too. <laughs> no, no, no. I need, I need my peace of mind too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's amazing. That's my, my thing. That's what I guess what I'm trying to get to at the end is that like, you know, there's a drive that when you really want to do something, you'll make it happen. And that's one point that I was uh, going to make too, that what Sarah was talking about how she like, you know, has the piano app now, uh, you know, uh, she uses the voice recorder. Uh, we, we do really try to focus on this kind of guerrilla style recording you know yeah, what I mean? I mean you guys are making it work and sometimes, we try, yeah. yeah, we just try to use the technology at our disposal, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. I, I do remember a time when people would present to me Audacity and Cakewalk. These are all like at home music programs or whatever, but they just never did what they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. Never did what they were supposed to. It was just like so hard. Like something would crash, 
or like you know just things like the card the sound card on the you know laptop wasn't updated to that version of cakewalk mm, you yeah, know what yeah. i mean and then it would be like you know this is like you know mid-aughts so that's that was still a thing to go get it taken to best buy and swap that and you're like man i'm getting cakewalk because i don't have any money like you yeah know dude now like, you're spending all this other money exactly so yeah. i kind of gave up on the whole trying to record and do things digitally for like a long time and i was just kind of doing a lot of analog things i would actually even up to like 2010 2011 i was i was recording on, on cassette on yeah, tape, on tape yeah. yeah i just knew that a lot better you know mm-hmm. um four or five years ago my buddy Giovanni, can I give him a little shout out? Sure. Hey, J. Rowe, you told me to give you a shout out. As long know? as you tell him to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the show, Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he he's a uh, he, you know, had been recording digitally, and you know, he 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 does rap music and everything like that. And like I tell you, I, I'm always interested in just different genres, and I'm always open to whatever. And he was telling me uh, things aren't the same anymore. Things are actually a little more feasible they work mm-hmm. and sure enough i you know i have an iphone i opened up the garage band on there and i was actually able to put like a four-part song really quick in there i mean it wasn't anything great but i was like oh man like i need to start jumping on top of this like right now if not like all that time's gonna leave me again and sure enough with it every year like things have just been getting a lot smoother a lot better technology's and gotten better man exactly, like just yeah. having this thing this is like one of the newest things they've out and i feel like i'm just so much smarter than i was <laughs> before i had it you know and it's, and it's true though because like my and that's that's where like you know i think i'm, I'm driving also with sarah's point is that like if you want to do it you're gonna find a way to do it you can now mm-hmm. you have it in your pocket if you really wanted to yeah you know there's there's ways to do it i mean uh the library i know you can go in there and use your computer and they have certain programs that you can use on oh, there. wow i didn't know that. USB yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that like and and um that's my thing is that like it it's at a turn right now where music doesn't have to be where like you know uh you have to hold your breath and hopefully hopefully you know you can afford studio time or a studio picks you up or something it's like no, I can actually distribute my music now. I can distribute my ideas out, and yeah. the way I look at them is like, uh, you know, coming from an artist background, is my sketches. You know what I mean? This is where I have my sketches, and mm-hmm. you know, I try to get them as balanced and rendered as best as possible with the tools I have. But um, you know, at the end, uh, does my idea sound good or not? Despite all the technicalities and everything, yeah. And I think the music between Sarah and I has always had, like, you know, the point. And the drive is to, like, you know, make sure that people are entertained and have a little bit of time to just escape their daily routine, you know, get out of, like, you know, their thoughts sometimes and just kind of feel the vibe and, and mm-hmm. move on from there, you know? So Yeah, man, music has just the, it's like the only universal language, you know? I think mm-hmm. it doesn't matter yeah. what language you speak, all music, if it's good, it's going to yeah. sound good. And, you know, you don't even have to speak the language or understand what they're saying sometimes to get into the vibe and the rhythm. Exactly. Uh, you guys have any uh, sh- anything coming up soon? I know we're... S- Still technically in COVID, but I know there's some things happening out there where some people are performing and right. having some shows. I, um, Sarah and I have kind of kept it to where we're still kind of trying to, you know, avoid the crowd so much. Yeah. Fair enough. That. Like, mm-hmm. we're uh, just trying to be, I would say, respectful of the, you know, herd mentality right now. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, yeah, everything's open, things are going, but still the less people out right now, yeah. you know, the bigger... And I'm sorry, the, the bigger push we can make to make this thing just not be here anymore. Be a thing, yeah. yeah. For sure. And so um, I think we've kind of hit a stride right now where we're kind of 
still doing a little more like on the studio stuff. Yeah, we're focusing a little thing. bit on production. Yeah, um, which yeah. isn't the bad thing. I think uh, you guys, like you said, on the flip side, before this even started, y'all were doing the opposite. You know, exactly. Y'all were spending a lot yeah. of time working on the live, the live presence and all that. Exactly. And I, shows. I, I think now when we do start playing live, I want to be a little more ready. Yeah. For whenever mm-hmm. things do pop up and stuff like that, and be able to come back and record right away and, and yeah. get things going. Because that's the thing we're recording too. Like, I remember at first it would be like, man, it would take me weeks. Now, recording has become, you know, a craft where I can get a decent song out like in two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like very, very nicely and everything like that. So, uh, and, you know, this is with other people too that I, that I help out. You know, my, my, my friend at Medusa, like, he's been doing his things and, you know, he has more like a Mars Volta kind of sound or whatever. And I was kind of like, okay, let's let's do this, you know, let's just yeah. try it or whatever, you know. So, and that's my thing is that like it's also about networking, you know, getting out there, making sure that like you know, you're also, um, you know, available for other musicians because it, it's always a reciprocal, no matter what, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I always tell uh, Sarah and you know my other buddies that I work with is that uh, you guys learn a lot from me, but I learn a lot from you in return. Sometimes even like double. You know, because mm-hmm. my weakest point is, is lyrics. And, you know, that's Sarah's strongest point. So, yeah. oh, I've been taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about technology. But Bruno has actually, you've taught me some stuff. He teaches me a lot about theory, music yeah. theory. Let's talk about theory. Yeah, he'll, he uh, knows how to break down ways that I can understand. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's important, just trying to break that down to where, you know, someone else right. can see what you're talking about or what yeah, point you're trying and, to make. I'm not trying to be all technical. I'm just trying to give her the points, what we need for this song to move on and, you know, where we need to be. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. To me, uh, it's not about, you know, lecturing or flexing. It's about the benefit of moving on, you know, and, and making things happen. And so that's why I, I like to talk to her about theory. And the other thing where she's grown a lot is... Um, the vocal booth the first couple of songs few five five songs we kind of had a little bit of a hard time doing vocals in an isolated booth uh sarah had always been you know uh life life singer mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, choir and, really and everything like that so you have to project differently or like it's just it's just a different atmosphere yeah. headphones yeah and headphones it's like this it has to be very quiet like any little move you make bruno's like just talk Um, and and that's the thing is that like yeah it's a way more controlled environment and even sometimes the stillness of a vocal booth for those people that don't know you know even walking in there if you've never been to a vocal booth and you hear the dead silence for the first time you're kind of a little disoriented and feeling like it was an adjustment what's going on but um she learned quickly every time we would come in she would keep in mind the, the last things we left off at you know what i mean and that's the thing. It was, it was a consistency, you know, the fact that we were meeting consistently, you know what I mean? And, and that, that she was able to hear the end product as well and be like, oh, that's why I'm doing this. You know, oh, this is why this is happening. And, and um, yeah, uh, since then, even like the resonance in her voice and the recording have just been popping out. You know, everything has just been kind of coming a lot more together, you know, for these uh, idea presentations that we have for these songs, you know. Um, just before I get off on that, um, one of the reasons why I do mention that is because with the Everyday Here summer recordings, we're pretty much done with most of the songs already. Yeah. So we're actually trying to get out like a, a playlist style, like, you know, um, uh, well, playlist, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like on uh, 
Spotify and, and all that. So we'll have the songs all nicely rendered and mastered for nice. You know that those kind of um, um, formats. Sure. And so uh, you know, then we're moving on to our new project, which is uh, Human Flourishing, and uh, that's where these last two songs that we have, you know, this kind of different style on, mm-hmm. are uh, culminating to. Right on. I mean, so uh, we're going to be moving on more on this kind of process where we're having a little more of, of an arrangement behind vocals and everything, just mostly because yeah. we can. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, once it comes to the live performance as well, that's going to be uh, another set of challenges, but we'll yeah, get there we're when we're there. Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for the new project. If, so the last two songs, which are Westside Serenade and Woodlawn Ave, those uh, are the two or no? Demons We Run With. Oh, uh, Demons We Run With is also a really good one. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Cool, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, uh, we're getting a little close to. Unfortunately, we do have a time constraint with uh, our little ones still in school and stuff. But uh, would you guys like to play a little something or try yeah. to see how it comes out? We don't have yeah, the sure. equipment that we were hoping for, right, Bruno? But uh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make it work. Just we in in true Sage Palomino it. style, there we're we gonna go. make it work. Yeah, yeah gorilla, sure. style. <laughs> gorilla style. Gorilla <laughs> style. <laughs> Oh, you can take it off. Yeah. Oh, yes, we need one for the gram. Can you put the uh, monitor on for this one? Sure. Oh, is it not on? I'm trying to see the. There we go. Sounds good. There's not too much, much bleed. Um, I don't know. It's up to you. Let's play Demons We Run With. I really like it. I'm excited. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. And bear with us. We, uh, we're going to have fun with this. Let's do it. it. No, I'm excited. Put the cool in cool. 
Guys, that was awesome. Thank you very much for Thank the you. performance. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> guys, I really appreciate it, though. I hope to see you guys. Uh, I hope to see more music come out soon. Yep. And I can't wait till I can see you guys uh, in person live. Yeah, yeah it's sure. on the way. Don't you worry. It's yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was going to say we look uh, forward to more episodes of uh, your podcast. Oh, and, thanks, uh, brother. You know, very interesting concept you have you have going on. And, uh, you know, we're just, uh, like, are really excited to be part of its uh, initial stages. And, uh, you know, yeah, come out to the shows whenever yeah. we can, whenever you can. And uh, know that, like, you know, we're always available on social media if you guys ever need anything on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sage Palomino. Beautiful, and, uh, man. Instagram. Yeah. Sage Palomino. SoundCloud. Tune Tracks. Tune Tracks. Awesome, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you. Bye.